With inspirational guests from around the world, inspirational quotes, the inspirational book of the week, the meditation hour, the quiet zone, and feel good music. Yawa Radio is about well being, happiness, and finding the beauty within. Enjoy. Be beautiful. Be happy. Be inspired. This is Yawa Radio. Welcome to Conversations on the Porch, where I'm joined by, well, guests where we just explore the world and explore many things. Welcome to Conversations on the Porch. I wonder who's walking up the gravel path today and knocking at my door. This is Conversations on the Porch. So welcome to Conversations on the Porch, uh, something we get together every month here on Yawa Radio. We pick a topic, we chew the cud, we have some fun, it goes where it goes, it is totally unscripted. And I'm joined, well, international group tonight around the world. So let's do a few introductions and uh, just, uh, just tell us a little bit about what you do as well and just let's just frame the call and uh, just I'll just share tonight's topic for the listeners as well tonight's topic is uh, motivation and inspiration are they the same thing and if not what makes the difference that's the topic so let's do a few introductions first uh, Alicia let's start with yourself just tell us a little bit about what you're up to what you do where you are Great. It's great to be with everyone tonight. And um, so my name is Leisha, and I am a success coach for high achieving millennials. I work with those that have been recently promoted into a more senior position and are looking for greater courage, clarity and confidence as they navigate their new role. I am based in the United States. So happy to be representing the good old US. <laughs> uh, Russell. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. I'll just take myself uh, off mute. Um, so, uh, Russell, the resilience coach. So you can actually hear me on uh, Yawa Radio, Russell's Resilience Radio Show. Just get all the R's that are in there. Um, and um, leadership coach and facilitator. And it's just uh, trying to take this word resilience and actually make it practical, real, uh, not just a buzzword. What does it actually mean to them? Which is actually, uh, even though you might be having some difficult challenges that you've got to face or things around you in the workplace, in life might be a little bit full on and crazy, but you can genuinely state that you're in a good place, a really good place, that you're able to face into it well. That, to me, what the resilience piece is, it is not about just keeping going regardless. Cool. Steve. My name is Steve Gamlin, host of the Motivational Firewood Hour on Yawa Radio. Uh, three new episodes a week in the other four days replay. So apparently yes. I'm on the radio seven days a week right now. I enjoy <laughs> life as a speaker, as an author, as a visualization coach, and I'm also the creator of the Vision Board Mastery Program, taking the woo-woo and the arts and crafts out of the science behind visualization and creating an actionable way for individuals, entrepreneurs, and company teams to harness the power of visualization. Wonderful. Um, Chris. Me? Uh, hi, I'm Chris Sims of Christine Sims Independent uh, Strategy Consultancy. And what I do is work with ambitious business owners who are looking to grow their businesses. Um, sometimes they tell me things like they're facing uncertainty and don't know which way to go, or they just can't see the wood for the trees, or they're just struggling to get a plan in place. So I work with them to get the clarity, get a blueprint together and move forward. Wonderful. And Laurie? Thanks, Steve. Um, well, much like Russell, I um, bring resilience, but in a different way. Can you imagine how awful it is for parents to deal with the shocking news that their child has just been diagnosed with a really serious medical condition? Well, I make things easier for them so that they can make the best decisions for their child with no second guessing. My name is Laurie Showstrom and I empower parents to advocate for their children by helping the parents reduce their anxiety, improve their confidence, and communicate more effectively with anyone who supports their child. 
wonderful, wonderful. And Ludovic. Thank you, Steve. Uh, so I'm Ludovic Laviec. I represent France. I'm a life coach uh, working with musicians. So that's why I was uh, especially interested by today's topic because it's a population often said to have not that much motivation but a ton of inspiration. So that was a, a good thing to, to question. Cool. That's what intrigued you in, Ludovic. That's what drew you in. Okay. So for those who have not met me, of course, my, my name's Steve. Um, I'm a broadcaster, podcaster, founder of Yawa Radio. Um, I, I used to be a mindset coach <laughs> and I used to be a hypnotherapist, but I no longer have time uh, to do all those things. Although I'm just slightly getting back into it and... Uh, uh, and also writing a book actually just yes putting a book together as well so started on that on monday um but the uh, the radio and the podcasting i think it's fair to say has just taken over my life and uh it's great fun it's great passionate and i just meet oh, so many lovely people so uh so here we go then this is this is your sixty four thousand dollar question okay um motivation and inspiration um are they the same thing? That's the first question. What do we think? Just a yes or no from you at first. So let's start with Leisha. I say no. You say no. Russell? No. No. Steve? For me, no. Chris? No. Laurie? Absolutely not. <laughs> Ludwig? No. <laughs> Guess what I'm going to say? No. Okay. So if we don't think it's the same thing and people often get them confused then. So what, what do we think the difference is between motivation and inspiration? Anybody like to kick off with that one? Or should I just choose somebody and we go with it? I'll take a seat. Go on then, Steve. Inspiration for me is the original spark. It's the desire. It's the idea. It's something that triggers us to want something. It's a desired outcome. We get inspired. We see something that we may feel, I wish to be a part of that. I wish to have that in my life, that energy. It's the original spark. Now, the motivation for me is what keeps that spark glowing and growing into a plane of action or understanding your why. It's, it's kind of the fuel in the tank that you use to drive to get there where the original inspiration made you want to go so it's it's the continuation of the journey not just sitting there saying well that might be nice someday and then watching that little glow just disappear like the last match in the book so inspiration great for start motivation keeps you going while you're getting there just my opinion oh, and yes and that's what we're just kicking around tonight you know just, suppose the, yeah the question is as confronting in, in my head is are we inspired to act or motivated to act Ah, well, now then, explore that one, Russell. Um, as you mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's one of those classic ones, isn't it? It and is, like, yes. You're in a meeting, I've got, I've got an idea, and the boss goes, all right then, off you pop. <laughs> and it's like, oh, why did I have my big mouth? <laughs> um, uh, I suppose, uh, well, I think this is where even though we did all emphatically answer no we are the same thing i think that's where they can get confusing or intertwined because steve everything you've just said around um inspired about ideas so for me um the inspiration is more external very simplistically it's more other people have inspired me to something and then my internal motivational drivers uh do make me act so my answer to my own question is it it should be that I was motivated to act. Somebody inspired me, but I was motivated to act. But in terms of language, use both all of the time. So does it matter that we should um, correct people around that? Um, you know, does it make a difference? Mm. Or does action become first before motivation? I just put it out there. On the, on the, just using this analogy, okay? Um, I, I, I pop home from a day's work, I sit on the settee, and I think to myself, if only I was motivated, 
I could go to the gym. Okay. Mm. However, if I come home and just go to the gym because I've taken the action, do I come back then and feel motivated because I've taken the action? Just put that one out there to chill around. Leisha. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, after answer my question, just go with yours. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's interesting too because you know Russell had mentioned about you know the internal factors that are, come into play with motivation, but motivation there's intrinsic and extrinsic motivation, and so that intrinsic is where you are internally motivated by your own values, by your own vision of what's possible, what you're desiring, and the extrinsic is external factors such as reward systems, approval, disapproval reward seeking. So there are a lot of factors that play into what motivates people to do things, you know, that as Steve had said, it's like, what's in it for me is that why and the inspiration part of it is really what brings that aliveness to it. It is that spark. And as coaches, you know, we look for what is inspiring you? What is that spark fanning the flames of it? And it's interesting how many people can be so inspired to do something. I'm inspired to write a book. But if that inspiration isn't tied to values, isn't tied to a deep-seated part of who they are and what they really want, that motivation is going to be lacking. And so inspiration can be strong and easier to come by in some ways, but it's the motivation that really takes you overcoming any resistance, overcoming limiting beliefs, self-doubt. Um, so there are Seem to be a lot more complexities when it comes to actually like being motivated to you know getting the wheels moving to reach that spark and keep those flames lit so from what you're saying there then Alicia before we come to Chris Laurie and Ludovic then so inspiration values and everything like that what about motivation then is that linked to values or is that purely get off your backside well, you know, motivation is definitely linked to values. So if there's something where, you know, you highly value health and wellness and, you know, being able to be, let's say, you know, a grandparent or even a parent that has, you know, the energy to do great things that you're inspired to do with your children, then if you value that health and wellness, you're more likely to, you're more motivated to take actions that are in alignment with that. But if you, you know, don't really care that much, you know, and you'd rather like not take care of your well-being and eat whatever you want and not exercise you're not going to be very motivated to make what you're inspired to do a reality okay okay um chris do you want to chirp in yeah well i, I was going to go with what russell was saying because i was thinking i think motivations from within and inspiration is external it is a spark right steve said and sometimes there seems to be more control over motivation you can influence what well, the inspiration just seems to be it comes or it doesn't you know i don't you don't sort of go making it whereas you can be motivational and, and that's more um a definite behavior and aspect as a as a coach or a lead but inspiration just seems to sometimes people say to me well, that you know you're really inspirational i think well i can't think what on earth i've done to make you think that but it's most bizarre things that I've never thought I never crossed my mind but it clicks something in the recipient somebody viewing it so it's in the eyes of the beholder almost and then their motivation kicks in to do it but I think like Alicia says it's something about your values and the alignment of it to make it happen uh, okay yeah okay so, Laurie you want to chip in I like to describe the difference by illustrating two people who represent the opposites. I know a woman named Joan, and she is the representation of motivation. When she was 82, she died, and there were three people at her funeral. I was one of them. The other one was her home help, and the other was a priest. And I really can't see my life ending that way. So I am strongly motivated to live a fulfilling life where people will care whether or not I've been here. And Anya is my inspiration. Anya is an 18-year-old girl that I would do anything for. And she has certain needs. She's got medical needs. She's got emotional needs. And her needs 
need to be fulfilled. And I would go to any extreme on her behalf. She's my inspiration. So Anya is like the carrot in front of me, pulling me forward, my inspiration. And Joan is like the whip behind me, my motivation, making me keep going. Okay. And, and what, what is it about uh, Anya that inspires you, Laurie? She makes me want to be the person that I ought to be. She inspires me to be more than what I am today in order to be able to provide her with what she needs tomorrow. Okay, okay. Ludovic, do you want to chip in? Yes, of course. Well, I really liked what both uh, Lisha and Christine mentioned, and I think it also connects in some way to what Laurie was just seeing. But the way I see it, I like uh, Lisha's way of thinking of, yes, motivation as being both intrinsic and extrinsic and Christine's uh, vision that yeah still inspiration comes from somewhere else and I like to use the term transpersonal because in my opinion that's the realm the place where inspiration is I really like uh, Dr. Asad Gioli's uh, theory of the self, you know, where he put like the self, the subconscious, the supraconscious, and here you have the inspiration, the transpersonal, and that's where it connects back to what Laurie was saying, like it's, you know, the light guiding you like in this direction. Okay, so so for those for those two big words that you've used, um, was it the intrinsic? The extrinsic and the intrinsic. That's the two big <coughs> yes. words, Russell. That's the yes. two big words. <laughs> so the extrinsic then, is that an external factor? Yeah, so it's about about whether you're going to get, um, as a result of what you do, you're going to get an external reward or punishment. So it actually might be, if I don't do this, there's a bit of a fear that something will happen. I'll get told off or something won't won't happen so that's the intrinsic motivators and then all the intrinsic stuff is about uh, you know more as as humans our values our belief systems you know are potentially linked to you know um purpose um so i think that's a, an additional way of where it could get confusing for people about this internal external thing so it goes all the way back to um inspiration is about somebody else gives you an idea somebody else just gives you something that creates a spark for you and then your reason for doing something about it or anything about it uh, could be impacted by intrinsic or extrinsic motivators in terms of tying it all together in all of the things uh, so it's and the basic simple thing of like the motivation is a reason for doing something so what's our reason that we have decided to do or not to do something um because if we've decided not to do it it hasn't we might have actually been motivated or, or the the right motivation wasn't there i've actually I've made the choice to not do it but it's a good choice because the reward i'm going to get for doing it or the reason i'm going to uh, uh do it isn't isn't compelling enough for me to want um to do it okay so R russell let just share your story that you shared this morning Oh, okay. All right. Because <laughs> yeah, then I'm going to ask you, what was it that you think made that person say that? Well, oh, God, brilliant. Right. I don't know about that one. I'll try and uh, come on. So thank you. Yes. So this morning, I um, so last week, there's a leadership development bro program I've been doing uh, for an organization. And it was our final module together. It was like a number of modules. And at the end of the session, apropos of nothing, um, one of the delegates um brilliant uh, feedback to us uh, which i struggled with at the time um was absolutely loved the program you know when we first started this program i was sort of the delegate was saying i was demotivated and de-energized uh and actually spending more time with you has completely re-energized me she said you're a great you're a fantastic trainer and coach and she just then this sentence said actually you're really quite inspirational and i was like Blimey, you know, that was one of those lump in the throat moments, you know, to sort of go, oh, Jesus, right, shucks, oh, golly, right, thank you. And I've reflected a bit on this, the way I told it this morning. Hmm. 
I felt like running out of the room at the time because I think I was going to burst into tears, but I managed to hold the course and stay there and say thank you a few times. And somebody else that they were with, they actually added to that, which was really nice. So your question about what on earth I did to be inspirational, um, Christ, not sure. Um, so I was, suppose I was all, all the time, you might better help me out. So all the time <laughs> I was there, uh, you know, I was facilitating i was sharing i was giving ideas uh, so that might be the thing i was demonstrating them that actually how they could do their job roles didn't necessarily have to be as painful uh as they found it there were actually were different ways of doing things um yes yeah, suppose actually gave them lots of ideas to want to go and try out so, so that is probably what i did so using steve's analogy you lit that flame somewhere uh, yeah, yeah, because they said, you know, I was pretty sort of de-energized before the program. You know, I was a bit battered and brewed for like life and work. I've come on these programs and I've come on the other side and I've like, I've, I've got my mojo back and re-energized was what they were saying. Um, so I think I just gave them lots of um, uh, ways and means and tips and tools and techniques in which they could go try things out. So they felt as though they had probably, you know, more command, more control of what they could do rather than feeling as though they were just going through the same old, same old. Um, so in terms of the official definition of inspiration, I gave them ideas. Okay. So so from where we've talked about earlier on then, from that point comes the motivation. So they've had the spark. Mm. Now it's what they do with that spark. Yes. Yeah, that's the, that's, that's, that's the key bit from what people have been describing really. Is that fair? I believe so, yeah, because I've tried really hard uh, to get them to connect with their own purpose, their leadership purpose. So I think that's another way of it. You actually will again then go with their either intrinsic or extrinsic motivators, because I've sort of said to them a lot around, you know, how come you're doing the job role that you're doing? Why are you bothering being a line manager and, you know, doing the challenges that you've got? Um, so I've kept sort of saying, have you got a leadership goal? Have you got a leadership purpose? What is it? You know, what do you want to be known for? So I suspect um, that has been hitting some of their intrinsic motivators at a guess to, to get them to revisit their, their value system and their morals and their reason why they get out of bed. Um, so, yeah, did that answer your question? I think so, yes. And and, and just, just for the listener's sake, um, I will be Googling intrinsic and extrinsic um, <laughs> later on after this call uh, just to clarify what now let me share this with you then because from what you've shared then i want to i just want to talk about something else in in a minute as well let me share this with you um and um let's hear your views on what this guy says okay this is a guy called sam taggart who is the founder whatever the d to d experts is okay um, and he it goes a long way in clarifying the difference between motivation and inspiration. Now, get ready to process this, guys, because this will be interesting for what you... This is what he says. Motivation is a push factor, he explained. It's the outside force compelling you to take action, even if you don't necessarily want to. Inspiration, on the other hand, is more of a pull or driving force. It's something that comes from within that gets us to proactively give our best effort. When someone is inspired, they're with you for the long haul. Discuss. Mm. <laughs> so for me, he's, he's going, he's, the push is the intrinsic motivators. And the pull is the extrinsic motivators. And in theory, he's not said anything about inspiration because inspiration is the idea generation. Well, well, he's saying that inspiration comes from within. That's yeah. what he's saying. And I would argue also that you can set up a system of like rewards, extrinsic motivation that push you in a certain direction so it can be external and still give you a push and still belonging to motivation okay 
any any other thoughts on that just an interesting thought i thought when i saw that i thought that's interesting one that's to share where, Go on, Chris. Like, i think um Lisa and laurie were saying your inspiration might be something external but it's how you read it what it means to you um and what your values are so two people can be in the presence of something happening that to one might feel it's inspirational because there's a resonance there, it sparks something in them. And the other person, it just is over the head. It, it doesn't do anything for them. Mm. And yeah. I think that's possibly the sort of thing he's saying. Um, so it is with it, it's something within you relates to something that's inspired you. Or well, the analogy that's sometimes things can be from within, you know, it's an idea, but what's triggered that idea? Sorry, Chris. Yeah. Um, no. the, the analogy that's going in my head, I might show more about how my brain works. I don't think it can help me or not. <laughs> <laughs> so, for whatever reason, what popped into my head when we were listening to is it Sam's uh, description? Yeah. Um, was like, you know, basic tra training drill sergeant in the army is going to be screaming at you, you know, to, to do stuff and run and go through the assault course and things like that. So that's an external factor that's motivating you to run fast, duck and, you know, get out of the way of, you know, gunfire. After that, um, you may be inspired to follow them into battle because they've got some other qualities about them as a drill sergeant, as a leader. So. Uh, that was the that's what jumped out into my yeah, okay. head in terms of a bit of uh, analogy as well but if they don't do enough as the drill sergeant to sort of say right the day has come i'm not motivated to follow them i'll be going well off you go then you go first and i'll wait at the back okay okay any other thoughts in response to what chris was saying and bringing ludovic back into the conversation here she said uh, some things can be inspiring to one person and just go over the head of another. And isn't that true with music? I mean, for the longest time, now you guys are all going to be shocked to hear this. For the <laughs> longest time, I hated the Beatles. I, I would actually get out of the shower to shut that noise off. I hated the Beatles. Um, actually, it was a physical problem. Um, after I got my my jaw was out of alignment and I was getting this really strange staticky sound whenever I heard them. My After my jaw was fixed, I was listening to the radio and I said, wow, this is really good. What is it? My husband looked at me. He's like, that's the Beatles. <laughs> and I'm like, no way. They're good. So, you know, you <laughs> it went right over my head for the longest time right yeah and and so i'm just saying sometimes inspiration has to do with who you are at the time mm -hmm. what your identity is and going back to my joan and anya illustration i do not want the identity of joan so that is a huge outside motivator to me and i definitely want to be that person who comes through for Anya, that's my identity as well. So the inspiration to get me closer to the true Lori, the true me, is Anya. She's my inspiration. Okay. And let, let's just stay with the music theme then. Because you mentioned that you, you work with musicians and you were intrigued about the, the topic. So from from the work that you do with musicians, what, what is it inspiration that gets them to write? What 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 is it? Yeah. First, thank you, Laurie, for sharing this uh, delightful anecdote about the Beatles. Uh, often, it like I think it has something to do with like the the artifact from where comes the inspiration the artifact can be a specific band it can be a specific person a character like you you mentioned and often musicians they first want to write because of an inspiration of a specific band they heard like oh, i love Led zeppelin okay let's let's write some rock and roll let's write some heavy metal sorry 
but then they if they want to tap into more inspiration more and more they often need to start to apply like some discipline and to have like some motivation to have some stuff that's coming from within in order to fuel that quest for the inspiration that that's like actually the only thing from the the quote you shared which was really interesting at one point towards the end it says from within well i don't know i i wouldn't say like oh it's definitely from without and it's not but if it's a pull a pull from within yeah it's just like a, a huge question mark but mm, okay yeah, there's I mean, something that, to be said sorry okay. Alicia. There's thing to be said too, you know, and looking at the differences between the two, you know, we're kind of talking about some of the cognitive processing and what it means, but there's also a physiological difference where motivation, you know, comes, brings different physical sensation than inspiration. When I think about motivation, it's like, yeah, I want to do this. There's some energy around taking action and inspiration. There's almost this lighting up, this excitement, this kind of fluttery feeling. An example with that could be someone who's chopping wood and that's their job is to chop wood and they have to work hard and chop a lot of wood and their motivation is that they want to keep their job. So they're you know chopping wood day in and day out and they're working hard and they're motivated to have that job security. Now, if they were then told, hey, you know what, that wood that you're chopping, it's actually for that house that's way up on the hill there that's being built. And the exact wood that you're built, that you're working with is going to be used for a little girl's room. And she's going to have a skylight in the room. And through that skylight, when her parents read to her at night, she's going to be looking up at the stars. And that wood that you're chopping is going to be the frame around that skylight. That is where there could be inspiration, where it lights him up thinking like, oh my gosh, this wood is going to be where she's looking out at the night sky and having these beautiful experiences as her parents are reading to her. And so there's that inspiration that can kind of add some, you know, fan that flame of motivation more because he's like, oh, there's this has purpose. This has meaning Maybe there. There's a value there to do something that's meaningful. So there's some interconnection there, but they are also bringing up a different physiological response as well as the, you know, more cognitive response. You see, you're getting me quite emotional. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that story, but but that brings me that brings me to the the thing that you know I, I once heard that you know for when we're inspired, you know you described it quite very well there. If you from that chopping wood thing, from being a task to chop wood to feeling inspired in spirit, I've heard in the flow that becomes mm -hmm. joyous. Okay, right. so so that from me, that's how I would. If you're inspired, you you know you're in spirit, you're in the flow. It doesn't become a chore. Things are lovely. Okay, um, and and when you when you've got that, you don't from you don't need that external force to to drive you forward because it's there. So mm -hmm. that's just one of one of my thoughts. Let's let's just because we've got about ten minutes left together on this one. Um, let's talk about because I'm interested on this intrinsic and extrinsic and extra whatever. Right, right. <clears throat> Motivational events. Okay, I once heard one of the leading motivational people in the world describe motivation like this. Motivation is like taking a hot bath. It is marvelous at the time while you're experiencing it, the event, but then the water goes lukewarm and cold. So you're motivated at a big event on a Friday. By Tuesday, it's gone cold and you need that next motivational thing to get you going again. Thoughts, discuss. And I mentioned that because we must have all been to a big event where we've walked out going, yes, this is it. This is going to change my life, right? <laughs> and guess what? You do diddly squat, right? Or yeah. it just drifts. So let's kick that one around a bit. Have we all been there? Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, where it resonates to me, like, especially with like the, the musician I work with, if they have 
this tension between the inspiration, the motivation, and they have so first the spark of inspiration, then they have to use motivation in order to practice to put to allow themselves to make the effort or putting themselves in a state where they are much more likely to encounter the inspiration again to reignite the fire so they can you know start the, the wheel starts turning it again and the song comes out of it basically. okay okay and any other thoughts anybody for me steve as a speaker uh, I actually used to go up and open my presentations by making fun of motivational speakers. The rah-rah-rah, <laughs> buy my stuff yes. category of speakers who are out there. So the way I open my stage presentations for my keynote speeches is, you know, my name is Steve Gamlin. What I am is the motivational firewood guy. If you have a spark in your heart, an inspiration, inspiration for something you want to do, and a story, example, tip, tactic, strategy that I share causes you to wake up tomorrow morning and think one more positive thought, speak one more kind word or take one more positive action that our time together is a big win. So I'm setting them up to understand that they need to, when they get out of this room, if everybody jumping up and down and clapping and high-fiving each other, they need to do something with it. They need to keep their foot on the gas. They need to keep going because I know I've been, believe me, I've got stacks and stacks of books and programs I invested in over the years because in that moment, that was the one that was going to change my life. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't do anything with it after I left that room in that environment where it was so easy to get caught up in that high level of, of energy, that's why I want to make sure people do something with it. There's a call to action. There's something. There's a way to keep in touch as well mm -hmm. afterward to keep it going. And I believe a big part of it for me is I can, I can be inspired by something to go do something, but I also have the motivation of past events and past results to say, I either do or do not want to relive that result. And after a number of events where I spent a lot of money and didn't do anything with the stuff, I finally said, I need to have an action plan. By the time I leave this room, there needs to be something to go forward from that. It's just too much of the, the rah, rah, rah and and that's it. You got to have something in the tank and your foot on the gas when you get out of there. Yeah, I've, I've been to an events with people where I, I call them like the sticker rock, the, the, whether it's a company or whatever, they've got it running through the body. They've bought the sweatshirt, they've bought the book, they've bought the hat, they've yep. bought everything. And they do absolutely nothing. Yeah. They drive home. Yes, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And by Sunday morning, hey, nothing happens. Anybody else got any thoughts around that? Yeah, I think part of that too is you know, they have good intentions. They've got that, you know, that fire burning bright. And then once the energy, you know, dwindles a little bit and that part of the brain is not lit up anymore, then you've got the other region of the brain, the inner critic, the inner judge that starts saying, who are you to think you can do that? You can't do that. So then you have self-doubt, limiting beliefs, lack of confidence, and all of that majorly squashes motivation. So it's not that maybe the motivation starts to wane. It's more that our own you know, inner thoughts, inner critic get to us to say like, who are you to think that you can be someone who's capable of that, who's going to make that successful, who's going to you know make that, bring that into fruition, and it's also there's the excitement too because it's often stretching it's expanding that range of what feels possible but you know then the survival part of the brain kicks in and says like that's not you that's that feels uncomfortable and so then we want to stay in our lane stay in our comfort zone and we settle back in that's why when people go to you know these types of conferences or read books and get all excited then it's only 20% that leads to lasting behavioral and emotional change. So you think about 80% of it starts to wane over a number of days, weeks, and months. And then that's why as much as people want to change and, and do something, take that action, it, it does often doesn't happen. And that's why coaching can be so powerful to help people overcome what it is that's getting in the way. I used to when I used to do talks. I used to say that um, I used to use a great phrase that I, that I uh, I think I read it many moons ago, and it was um, most people live their life like reading a book. Ninety five percent of people turn the pages to see what happens next. Only five percent of people write their own book. So I used to use that to say in the room tonight there'll be ninety five percent of the people that'll enjoy the evening, but will not do a thing. 
only 5% will, but I don't know which of the, uh, the 5%, okay? I need to do it that. So so just when we come to uh, uh, Laurie and Chris in a minute, what, just one of those thoughts that came in my mind there, Russell, when uh, Alicia was talking about they'd been to the event and they didn't do anything or whatever that. So at what point did you fail to inspire them that day, Russ? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah well that'll be the that'll be the fascinating thing about how many of them uh, and so this is you know as a facilitator or a learning development trainer you know yeah uh, hundreds of thousands of sessions that i've run and it's just like there's a very small percentage of all of them that um are actually as a result of that are going um to actually do something and so uh, that is what I'm striving for in those sessions is some form of longevity. It's just mm -hmm. like when you come back to some of these delegates at some future stage and very nicely on that same day uh, that I was with these guys went out at lunchtime into the city centre and there were two people randomly that bumped to one uh, in the city centre who had been on different cohorts, one from two years ago and one from six months ago. And they stopped us in the street and they went still doing loads all of these different things that you're doing i'm still that i still remember this i'm still doing that and they were quoting things to me from it so i suppose in terms of what i do i am attempting to have more of those hmm. types of results that trying to talk to those um make that five percent that will write the book into maybe 5.5 percent you mm -hmm. know it's like what would tip the edge and it, it is that longevity thing and, and one of the ways in which i describe it is i sort of uh, you know as you said leisha humans you know hardwired to do the path of least resistance you know our, our brain is from you know evolution of human beings it's like literally saying to us uh, stay in your comfort zone don't go outside the cave because out the cave is scary so we're hardwired to just go no stay here so, you know, doing anything that 5%, you know, feels difficult, feels challenging, and we're hardwired. So I just always say human beings only do the things that they see the value and benefit to themselves of doing. So part of that behavior change is something today has to be compelling enough, the end of the rainbow, or whatever you want to call it, to go, I am going to keep going. I, I There's enough, there's a, an end point that is uh, pulling me enough to keep going and keep trying because that's where i want to get to so is that because i feel inspired then well we come full circle don't we guys <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know laurie uh, chris anything you want to add you don't have to well, i think yeah, go on, Laurie. Go sorry, on. sorry, Chris. <laughs> I was just going to say that these motivational events really are important because they awaken people to what is possible. And even if they don't move forward that time, they become aware that there is a change that can happen. It's, it's very much like parents who've just um, got their child the treatment in the hospital and now the doctors have released the child back to the parents and the parents are going now what do i do i don't have i don't have anyone to turn to what if something happens and and they and they're they're like they feel cut loose and all of that negative talk that leisha was talking about comes in and it overtakes and overwhelms but if they are not cut loose after these events if they have a follow-on program where they can get some, um, what is it called when people check in with you all the time? <laughs> anyway, um, like accountability. Accountability. Yeah. Then, then there is that chance that number Russell was talking about could jump from five, maybe up to seven or even 10, instead of just 5.5 if you don't cut them loose. So when you go into one of these motivational events, you should plan to do follow-up training. It shouldn't just be the be-all and end-all. Mm -hmm. That's all. Yeah. But then, but then again, you see, Laurie, because I've been to, you know, I've been to some big events like this, right? Um, and the follow-up trainings there, and I come back to this point now again, right? If those people have not feel inspired to go and do the follow-up training, they don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. They talk about it. Chris. Were you going to add anything? Well, I was going to 
a few things and, and just going on from Laurie uh, yeah I think the accountability is important and I do happen to do an accountability package with my clients once we've put together a business strategy and a blueprint for them because you get bogged down don't you in the day-to-day -day life that you forget what your your vision you know that inspiration and vision comes into it having a vision of where you want to get to so having accountability having support structures around you doesn't mean to say you can't do it it's just to help you keep that focus and also um i found in my own life when i'm doing things i have i know where i want to be with certain things but you can't do it on your own and it's finding those people that share what you're trying to that understand to see what they're able to communicate what it is you're trying to do and where you want to be and it might it might just be a feeling you give if people see your enthusiasm for it they buy into it and help um but yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I just think Ludovic's work, you know, how do you inspire, how, you know, musicians and things, artists will come to times where there's no inspiration and they're really down then because nothing's sparking them off. And I, I just think that's... And then all, all of a sudden comes Amazing Day from Coldplay and it yeah. all <laughs> kicks off again, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Eh? You know, it's like, yeah, I think we've all been, it's even like writing a blog post, isn't it, sometimes? And you're thinking, what am I going to write today? And then something comes or something sparks, you know. I, I put a blog post together a few weeks ago and I was just looking, <laughs> sounds crazy, I was just looking at my beach edge. And, and what came to me was that this beach edge just every year does what it does, doesn't force it, doesn't try and force anything in life, it just is. Uh, and it was about why are we trying to force things in our lives why can't we just be as we be and that would just came to looking at a beach edge so i got my book out and, and away you go so the question mm -hmm. is did the beach edge motivate you or did it inspire me so uh, we can go around in circles can't we <laughs> go on. look we've got, we're about at the end of of today's conversation on the porch hope you've enjoyed it and um for, for the listeners if things have resonated with you or you'd like to ask us a question there'll be links at the end of this for you to uh, get in touch you might want to put your two pen thing um and if you work in this field you might even want to join us on the next conversation on the porch so has anybody got anything to add to wrap up tonight have you enjoyed it laurie have you enjoyed it it's been really fun. I, I especially enjoyed meeting uh, Leisha and Steve for the very first time. It was a really lovely evening. Thank you very much, everyone. Cool. Ludovic, you enjoyed it? I did. I did. I had a lot of fun. Uh, thank you for all the wonderful speakers you, you brought. I already knew Laurie, but Steve, Russell, Leisha, and Christine were also super interesting. Cool. Chris, have you enjoyed it? No, you didn't do bad, Chris, to say you were just going to come on and listen. I was just going to come on and ask a few questions, wasn't it? Yeah. I've loved it. Can we do another one? I, I love yeah. this panel. They're really fascinating what you have to say and thought-provoking. So I, uh, let's keep going. Yeah, we do one We do one every month. Um, I'm trying to think. Let me just see what the topic is for next month. Um, I should have it. We may change it, but this is what... Uh, what it's showing so far he says if he can find it <laughs> do 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 come on boy a conversation on the porch um oh <laughs> are you ready for this one put this one in your diaries girls and boys positivity you like this one russell versus optimism okay i'm yeah. there I'll be there. You'll be there. That's next week. That is August the 23rd. We're doing that one. Um, you'll be very so well. So I uh, won't be. I'll be on holiday. Oh, it's your blooming topic. I know. <laughs> well, maybe we'll have to revise it. Or Russell, you can tune in from holiday, can't you? Depends where I am. I don't know where I'll be. Uh, exactly. And I'll, I know I'll be in Europe somewhere, but exactly where I am and, you know, what internet connection I've got, I don't yeah. know. Every, most bars have an internet connection. Well, I'll tell you what, 
I'll tell you what, listeners, <laughs> because Russell's on holiday, we'll push that back a month and we'll come up with something else for that one. Or he could be inspired on his holiday <laughs> to be positive and optimistic. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. And then be motivated to come on anyway. Yeah. Yeah, Laurie, Laurie, he's probably not motivated enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So I'd love to hear what Steve had to say. <laughs> Have you enjoyed it, Steve? Uh, always do. I always enjoy time on the front porch with my Yawa brothers and sisters. And I just want to mention something Lori put in the chat. Surrounding yourself with inspirational people is how you can keep on going. Surround yourself with people who've got what you want and can give you a helping hand. That is why after two and a half years, I'm still part of this family. This is the greatest group of people to be around. And... To, to those of you who are here for the first time today, I hope it will not be your last. I hope you'll this inspired you to then get motivated to come back for future conversations. Yeah, wonderful. And half the team's even not here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Russell, you enjoyed it? Absolutely. Well, I was, Steve's just landed exactly where I'm at. I am inspired by <laughs> all the people on this call and to make this motivated me to just want to keep doing it. That That was... That was my line that was about to come up with. Uh, and just stop asking me questions, Steve, because I think I get it sorted in my head and then you suddenly get me confused. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's one of those, you know, I get it just about right and then you just throw another question in there. I'm going, oh, I'll just have to think about that now. Oh, yeah. I'm only kidding. We yeah. have to be hey, open Russell, and curious. I'm, 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 doing, um, I'm going to be doing some workshops soon called Confused People Say No. Wait till you join that one. Oh, oh, <laughs> right. uh, Alicia, have you enjoyed it? Yes, wonderful as always. Thank you. Well, I'm going to chop wood now and make that little girl something for her bedroom because I thought that was awesome. <laughs> so look, that's, nice. that's it for tonight's Conversation on the Porch. Thanks for everybody that's joined us. Thanks for everybody that's listened. And seriously, if you've got a question you'd like to ask us, feel free to do so. Um, and don't forget, to tune in regularly to Yawa Radio online 24 hours a day, seven days a week, bringing that feel good feeling to every single day of the week. Thanks to everybody and have a great, great evening. This has been Conversation on the Porch. Owen will be joining me on the next episode, walking up the gravel drive and knocking at the door. This has been Conversations on the Porch. This is Yawa Radio.